Welcome to UniVisquits. This is a podcast where we discover ways to help improve and ease your daily university experiences. This marks episode 14. And as usual, I'm your host, Samson Paul Jr. So, come on in. On this episode, you're going to have a look at the intermediate apprenticeships, the advanced apprenticeships, and finally, the higher apprenticeships. And on each case, we are going to look at the industries that they're offered in. And finally, towards the end of the episode, we are also going to reiterate on how apprenticeships work and what are the benefits, and then finally, how the recruitment process is done. So if you find this useful, please remember to share with your friends, your classmates, or any person whom you know who might find this useful. Could be your brother, your sister, or any member of your family. So we hope you enjoy. Welcome. If you've had a listen to the introduction of this apprenticeship series, that is episode 10, then you know that there are four types or levels of apprenticeships that are available. On our previous episode, that is episode 13, we looked deep into the degree apprenticeships where we gave you like the definitions and you know what it takes to get a de- into a degree apprenticeships and all the benefits that comes with. For this episode, we are going to now look at intermediate apprenticeships, the advanced apprenticeships, and finally the higher apprenticeships. Now, these three, they are related, like the, the differences on these three are quite similar and that's why we managed to put all this content into one place. So. The process is going to be that we're going to find out more about intermediate apprenticeships and the industry that they are offered in. And then later on, we learn more about the advanced apprenticeships and the industries that they're offered in. And finally, we'll have a look at the higher apprenticeships and the industries that they're offered in. And then now, since this share like common definitions and almost all the industries also are quite similar, we managed to put this into a single episode. But then now, they also share a number of attributes, which now again we will look at towards the end of this episode. And it will feel like more of like a reiteration on the benefits and how they work. And then finally, what are the requirements for you to be able to join these apprenticeships? So we hope you find this useful. Now for the start, let's find out more about the intermediate apprenticeships and the industries that they're offered in. So intermediate apprenticeships are level two apprenticeships and generally considered to be the same level as five GCSE passes or five KCSE passes. This depends on where you are located. They are a great way to take the first step in starting your future career. And for those aged around 16 years, they offer an alternative to stay at school and learn in the traditional classroom environment. As an intermediate apprentice, you'll study towards qualifications at the same level as 5GCSE, such as NVQ Level 2, a knowledge-based qualification such as BTEC Diploma and Certificate, relevant to the sector and job role. So you can go on to complete advanced and higher apprenticeships. Now, the entry levels for intermediate apprenticeships vary quite a lot, with some employers asking for two or more GCSEs, although you may not need any formal qualifications. So if you don't have GCSE or KCSE in English and Maths, you are usually required to take qualifications in these subjects as part of the apprenticeship. Now this is that point that we would come in and try to show you how they work 
and you know what are the benefits and how do you get recruited to these apprenticeships but since they share the same information or rather the same procedure across the intermediate advanced and the higher we opted to offer this information at the end once we've covered all these types of apprenticeships so with that now we are going to just go ahead and give you like what's available on this so intermediate apprenticeships are offered in the widest range of industries which include construction planning and built environment then we have leisure travel and tourism we have agriculture horticulture and animal care and then we have arts media and publishing we have uh, business administration and law then we have engineering and manufacturing technology and then we have retail and commercial enterprise and then we have health public services and care we have education and training and finally we have information and communication technology you will notice when you're giving you examples on the next stage that they kind of share the same so it's about in these industries it's more of like the similar industries which offer different types of apprenticeships they can either fall under intermediate advanced higher or degree apprenticeships but we are just going to go ahead and give you examples on each category of the apprenticeships we do believe that new industries come up almost every day that offer different types of apprenticeships so besides just listening to this we do advise that you go ahead online and search for you know areas or rather even the apprenticeships job listing sites and find out more about this and now let's find out more about the advanced apprenticeships and the industries that they are offered in advanced apprenticeships are also called level 3 apprenticeships and generally they are considered to be the same level as 2a level passes some people who already have level 3 qualifications including a levels choose the advanced apprenticeship routes because it enables them to develop work-based skills and experience in a particular job and sector so this means that some advanced apprenticeships are highly competitive Entry requirements vary quite a lot, but you'll usually need at least 5 GCSEs with grade A's to C, that is 9 to 4 on the new grading system, including maths and English. And what's available on this level? Advanced apprenticeships are available for hundreds of different job roles across a wide range of sectors. This includes constructing, planning and built environment, and then we have leisure, travel and tourism. We have agriculture, horticulture and animal care. And then we have arts, media and publishing. We have business administration and law. And then we have engineering and manufacturing technologies. And then we have education and training. We have information and communication technology. And then we have science and mathematics. And then we have retail and commercial enterprises. And then finally we have health, public services and care. So if you've noticed so far, these industries are shared across the board. So that's what I mentioned from the first example that I gave you under intermediate apprenticeships. You realize that these examples, they just are similar across. And actually that was one of the main reasons why we decided to attach all this in one single episode. So then at least you can have one single listen on this. And finally, let's find out more about the higher apprenticeships and the industries that they're offered in. Higher apprenticeships provide an opportunity to gain level 4 qualifications or above, with most apprentices gaining an NVQ level 4, HND or foundation degree. So some offer the opportunity to progress to level 7 which is postgraduate degree level. 
a higher apprenticeship can take from one to five years to complete and you know it involves part-time studies at the college university or a training provider now according to the government of uk figures 90 percent of apprentices in uk stayed on the job after completing their qualifications and with that 71 percent was with the same employer the entry requirements can include at least five gcses grade a's to c and that is nine to four on the new level grading system and then it also includes english and math subjects and then we have level three qualifications which includes a levels and vqs or a btec some employers will expect or require applicants to have studied subject relevant to their apprenticeship so competition for higher apprenticeships can be quite tough particularly because there are often only a limited number of vacancies but also because school and college leavers and adults already in employment can apply for them so employers may also be considering applications from existing employees for the career progression opportunities that they currently offer higher apprenticeships are available in a wide range of industries and job roles there are over 40 higher apprenticeship frameworks which include some of these we have construction planning and built environment we have agriculture horticulture and animal care we have arts media and publishing we have business administration and law and then we have engineering and manufacturing technologies then we have education and training we have information and communication technology we have science and mathematics remember now this is a new entry on this level and then we have retail and commerce enterprise and finally we have health public services and care again you've noticed that across the board the industries are quite similar except now for in this case we've had a new entry which is science and mathematics okay now that you've had a look at all the different types of apprenticeships that is intermediate advanced and higher now we are going to offer you show you like how they work and what's currently are the benefits of these apprenticeships and what are the apprentices recruitment procedures do note that this is quite similar even for the degree apprenticeships which we covered on the previous episode that is episode 13 and you can go back and listen for this in details but remember now in this case it's more like a reiteration on the same just to remind you on that and that's pretty much similar so once you've already identified an apprenticeship then the benefits how they work and what is required of you to apply they're pretty much similar with that let's now check how they work let me just repeat this again this is working across the board for intermediate, advanced, and higher, and also degree. So if you want to learn more deep on this, please listen to the previous episode, which we covered more in details on the same. Now, how do they work? Well, apprentices will complete an assessment at the end of the program, which tests both the academic learning and occupational competence developed through the on-job training. And the program can be structured in one of these two ways. Number one, the employers, training providers, and the professional bodies come together to co-design a full integrated course specifically for the apprentices, which delivers and tests both the academic learning on and the on-job training. And this may be the preferred approach for many sectors as the learning is seamless and it doesn't require separate assessment of occupational competence. And alternatively, the second option would be sectors may wish to use 
existing programs to deliver the academic knowledge requirement for that profession. And they would then combine this with additional training to meet the full apprenticeship training requirement and have a separate test of full occupational competence at the end of the program. And now, what are the benefits of apprenticeships? Well, I think we've mentioned this quite a number of times, but I'll go ahead and re-mention this again here. So, apprentices are employed and paid a wage throughout the course, which is a very key benefit on this. And then we have apprentices will gain a head start on their chosen profession. So, you do remember what we mentioned on the previous episodes when we introduced the apprenticeships. While you do your apprenticeship, you'll also be getting, you know, first-hand job experience on your fields. And finally, training costs are co-funded by the government and the employer. So this just means that you don't pay anything to go for your apprenticeship. In other words, the employer pay for your tuition fees and then in return, you also do some work, you gain the experience and they pay you back on a monthly wage process. And finally, how are apprentices recruited? So apprenticeships are jobs, so employers are ultimately responsible for recruitment. Both the employers and the training providers will need to be satisfied with the applicants and the applicant themselves need to meet their respective requirements. So it is likely that some employers and training providers will therefore do the recruitment gently. Also they do this gently with the universities that also are offering this training or in a partnership with them. And that's about it for the intermediate, advanced and higher apprenticeships. Now, this marks the end of this mini-series and for the next coming episodes, we'll start exploring other issues and concerns that you know are attached to student life in the university. It is our sincere hope that you found this mini-series useful and if you did, please remember to share with your friends, just anyone else whom you think might find this useful. And thank you for joining us for this series. If you made it this far, I do really appreciate. Please do leave a review if you found this useful. Also, do remember to share with your classmates and you know any other friends that you have around who might find this useful. Thank you so much and have a nice time. Bye. And now this.